If you're waiting for the black hole sun, you're going to have to wait 5 billion years like the rest of us. And if you didn't care about that joke, then this 20 minutes is going to be pretty long. Welcome to Logically I Hate. Welcome to another installment of Logically I Hate. I'm your host, Zachary Schuberg, and we have today we have Declan Rocket, a mock trial lawyer, host of Tie-Dye Live, and quoter of entire episodes of Office, It's Always Sunny, and pretty much any Quentin Tarantino movie. And we also have Matthew Collins, math team captain, music enthusiast, and haircut recipient, at least today. Uh, I don't know how frequently you get haircuts. You probably should... About once every 18 months. Oh, okay. That's a very... That's, yeah, that's a respectable amount of time. That's <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, today And today we're going to discuss how it is very difficult to change people's minds from... Sometimes a political standpoint, just a discussion standpoint about something simple, uh, but it's just overall, it's very difficult to change people's minds when they are just dead set on some answer. Can either of you guys relate to this as yeah, um, humans? Well, since, since we've already brought up It's Always Sunny quotes, um, there, there's, a very, there's a very good episode of It's Always Sunny where it's called Reynolds vs. Reynolds, The Serial Defense, where there's essentially a mock trial. So we're bringing it back to that point as well. Look at that, full circle. Wow, um, in, in In their bar about uh, who should pay for certain damages. Now, in this trial, they arrive at the argument of whether evolution exists. And one of the men, one of the proponents that it does not exist, says, um, gives a very good speech saying that I'm American and I do not have to change my mind because I'm American. I'm dug in. And I'll never change. And the irony is that this is given as a positive speech and supposed to be inspiring, and some people start clapping. But really, I think it points out a big problem, which is that in general, people don't enjoy the concept of changing their mind. And so, even when presented with a large amount of fact against their belief, they still choose to call those facts lies or alternative facts and continue to believe their version of reality. And I would add on to this by saying that there is a certain lack of work ethic that we see in, in many people today and that changing one's mind oftentimes involves a decent amount of work but very rarely has any sort of instant gratification and in today's world where people are so used to instant gratification that it dictates a surprising amount over their daily lives and you know I think that tends to be a hard thing for a lot of people, and I, you know, probably, I don't think any of us are necessarily always the exception to this rule, but I think, you know, at least we're somewhat aware of it and make conscious efforts to change, and, you know, it's, it's pleasant to see when other people try and make that effort, too. Have you ever had a scenario where this, like, idea has affected you specifically, Matt? I live with my parents. That's all I have to say. Wow. I, I second that motion. Um, you live with Matt's parents? Yes, I live with Matt's parents uh, in the basement. And ba from what I can tell... That's what that banging noise was. Yeah, it's really hard to get them to change their mind on keeping me down there, I'll tell you that. But, and and from, a, from a more realistic standpoint, um, uh, with my own mom, you know, she's a lawyer, so she, she genuinely will allow more argument but there are some things where she just simply won't change her mind. Now, whether that's a negative thing, I can't really say, but I think there's some people have a certain degree of variation in whether they will keep their mind open to certain things while close to others. It's interesting that you bring up the fact that it's actually like a 
it's like the strength of uh, what the actual concept is. There's a scientific, I say that in quotes because it's a very new concept, called the backfire effect that uh, two researchers, I have notes here, that's why it's taking me a second, uh, Brendan Nyham and Joseph Riefler in 2009 discussed the backfire effect and they found that when you're deepest convictions are challenged by contradictory evidence your beliefs get stronger and that's to say that if it's if it's an idea that you believe like a lot that it's like part of your identity and that gets challenged it's like impossible for your ideas to change would either you agree with that idea somewhat well that was useful (laughs) i agree somewhat as well though i i think i think if this is like a theory that's been tested and proven obviously I can't disagree with it I can certainly say that I'm not I would say I'm a little bit surprised by it that when presented with factual evidence that they are incorrect it only makes them believe that they are more correct I think it's a little bit concerning Get the phone at Matt Matt what do you think of Matt what do you think of the backfire effect you would you consider that to be I think it definitely happens um and well again I don't want to I think it takes a lot of self-awareness, a lot of recognizing of one's own deep flaws in order to try and correct such initial entrenched beliefs. So you're saying, like, in order to counter it, it needs to come from that person? Like, you can't... Like, if it's that deep-rooted, you can't really change their mind. They just have to be aware that they're being, like, a... It's Brick not that wall. you can't change their mind, but it takes an enormous amount of energy expenditure. Um, wow, so a lot of work, wouldn't you say? Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> a lot of, a lot, a lot of energy put into trying to convince someone of that, and even then, there's no ideal method of making it work. So I think that oftentimes it has to come from within, and it has to come, I think, from. You know, I think people don't, they don't read much philosophy anymore. And I think that sincerely helped me and could help other people as well. Well, that's very good input, Matt, that it comes down to a, <laughs> that sounds so sir. cheesy, but yeah. yeah. I, um, I have an example. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. I'll give us yeah. an example. It's not from a push necessarily, but it's an argument. It's actually, I find, an argument I have more on Snapchat than anything, which is sad. That that Snapchat is where is an app that many millennials use. In case you, know, you just <laughs> well, were, in case you were born to today, uh, or above the age of eighty. Um, anyway, there's an argument that I have every time I check stories, which is about once a blue moon, whenever that is. It's just rare. Because um, I usually find them extremely tedious and annoying. Uh, I'll stumble across one where someone makes some sort of insensitive comment about immigration or Syrian refugees. Because, yeah, we're about to get political a little bit. Um, but the thing is, I know that person has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Like, that they're just kind of saying things because they heard their president say them or they heard their friends say them. And so when I've talk to people where I won't necessarily try and change their mind. I'll just put facts in front and see what happens and I'll be like did you know that there are more than two times the amount of far right attacks in the United States than than there are terrorist attacks by radical Islamists Islamic terrorists. They'll be like man that's fake news or or 
that you know like that's not real like they're the real threat i'm like well if you're presented with these facts right here you can't yes. just turn them around and say well no that's not that's true what people do though and it's, it's like an issue your opinion is not the same as a fact i'm giving you a fact and you're throwing your opinion at me as if it it is somehow stronger or more correct. But it, it tends to be with specifically things that people want to be true, such as that even though, you know, if you were to tell people... Uh, you won't if some... get malaria from eating cookie dough. Oh, come on. That's, that's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Who in their right wait, wait, mind Wait, is that claimed... actually a thing? Who is yes! Claimed... Or maybe not malaria. Salmonella, that's what Okay, that, that's what I thought. Yeah, salmonella. No, malaria you get malaria. from mosquitoes. Yeah, right, right. Salmonella, whatever. The... Big I difference, the two buddy. of them. I'm aware there is a difference. That makes so much sense that I'm always at your house deck. I'm trying to eat cookie dough, and you're like, fuck no. <laughs> you're gonna get malaria. Language, mate. You have to beep that. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, now I can't even... Ru- oh, yes. I was going to talk about the Tiananmen Square Massacre. Um, Interesting. <laughs> cringe. Um, but how if, if someone walked up in front of you and said, oh, well, the Tiananmen Square Massacre didn't actually happen, (laughs) when, (laughs) despite the fact that there is a boatload of of evidence out there, photos and and videos and and news reports and and Tank Man, you know, that it's going to take a lot to, to really get to that person and to... To, to show them that it's not always it's not always just the opinion that needs to be modified it's the it's the actual facts because some sometimes there there are undisputed there are few undisputed truths in a philosophical standpoint in this world but in terms of occurrences there are some there are very many things that have definitively occurred. Like this person did or did not kill this many other people. <laughs> yes. And the fact that somebody does not believe in the Tiananmen Square situation. Yeah. Situation. And the fact that somebody thought you get malaria from cookie dough. Okay, well you know what? Listen, I'm not, I'm no disease expert, okay? I was simply trying to present an example off the top of my head and I misspoke betwixt two diseases. Actually, that's a, that's a, Honestly, I can connect, I can kind of connect that to the idea, um, similar to when you were talking about how on, like, Snapchat stories, people, like, talk about big, uh, conflicts and stuff like that, and, like, how they're connected to it, I feel like a lot of times on, on Instagram, another social media platform, uh, people, when there's, like, just an awful event, like, people always go on there, and I'm not, like, against this, and it's not like I'm, I'm being rude i don't think i'm being rude to say that if there's a big event or a like a tragedy that occurs somewhere in america yes you should be giving your support and you should for like the victims and like how it's an issue but you all you shouldn't outwardly discuss it in relation to yourself unless you're directly impacted you shouldn't make it so that like you are the center of this issue when Yes, you should be supporting it, especially if it's that big of an issue, but you should not be the one that is getting all the attention for an issue that is not impacting you. At the same time, some of these things that we're discussing might, in fact, be a wee bit counterproductive, although we don't want them to be, and that it it has to come, not, it doesn't have to, but it, it should 
ideally come from the self. And if think there's a lot of blowback related to this in many settings, you know, uh, in the school setting certainly, and in other ones too, where if you tell people um, how they ought to think or feel about something, then there tends to be some sort of contrarianism that is conjured up. Uh, that, trying to use alliteration right now? <laughs> no, I'm trying to use words that fit when I'm There's thinking. Cataclysmic conjuring of contrarianism. <laughs> Very good diction, Dad. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mr. Lewis would be proud. Well, uh, de- Matt, I'd like to focus on the fact that you were definitely saying that a part of it is like self-awareness. In that, um, I know you said that directly. I agree. But I, agree. I like you would agree with that I, idea. Yeah, I, I think that it takes a lot of self-awareness to admit when someone's wrong because I think it's. Something that that nobody really wants to do. You don't want to admit that you're wrong, but you want to get other people to admit that they're wrong. So it doesn't really work one way. You have to be able yourself to admit that you're wrong at times before you can start trying to convince other people that they're incorrect. So you, you have not laid the path to your own enlightenment. There is a path to follow, and it is up to you to find it. Yeah, I agree with Confucius. I am. Sorry, Matt. I, I well, I do I do read Confucius, and he's a he's a chill dude. He's a chill dude. Wow, interesting uh, way to describe I mean, Confucius. Ha- I agree with I agree with Confucius on the chill dude aspect of Confucius. Really? I think I think he was. I don't know. I think he seemed like a relaxed person. He was probably he probably had a few mis misaligned views here and there, but <laughs> well, I mean, overall, over in total, I'd say that he was a he was a chill dude. He could have you know like a casual conversation with yes, Mr. McCallie about philosophy. Um, I also, in connection with Confucius's talk of Confucius, I think I think that philosophy is something that people could look to if they were thinking about how to change their own mind and how they have arguments or conversations with other people i just think no one actually is going to go through the effort to do that yes and also uh in like contrary to the idea that it's definitely your change that needs to happen that you uh, you guys have been discussing um very recently this this past february and the beginning of march there have been studies uh by amy sippet at the nyman lab and they're investigating these backfire effect studies that occurred previously, and they're finding that if it's a more discreet topic, like it's very clear what you're discussing, then the backfire effect is very rare to actually occur. Whereas if it's a more broad and ambiguous topic, this actually um, is very obvious to occur because you just perceive it a different way. So would you say it's more of this, like, what you guys were discussing before of just being like, that person's uh, like enlightenment and the path they follow, and uh, them needing to check themselves, or would you say that it's definitely more of like a communication piece? I'm not sure if I have an, an, an answer to that. I think communication does have a, a, a part to play, though. Um, that will be something that maybe needs to ruminate on. But okay, do you have any thoughts on it, Declan? Well, um. I think that the the relationship between how well you can communicate with someone and how much they understand is should be obvious. Uh, if you're if you're not coming through, if you're not getting through to this person what you're actually trying to say and they're misinterpreting, then obviously it's going to be harder to change their mind on a topic because they don't even truly know what you're trying to change their mind toward. 
Matt, you've scampered over excitedly. <laughs> no, I, I'd say I, I agree with you on that. It's it's hard to. It's a difficult issue to address due to the fact that there, are, it, it is to a certain extent case by case. Um, I don't know. Have you experienced any of these? <laughs> wow, cases? turning it to me. <laughs> Um, like you didn't see that coming. Wow. Well, I, I, I actually didn't. Usually, I'm the one asking the questions. Uh, well, sometimes in uh, group settings, when I ask a question, like this happens a lot in school, but also just like this happened when I was taking the SAT. Like I asked a question that I know was like very simple and almost kind of stupid, but I just wanted to make sure that I was doing everything correctly. I do that all the time. Yeah, and talk about when you. Plug in 50 minus 2 in your calculator during a test to make sure you didn't get it wrong. <laughs> well, like, that's part of it. I feel like... Using the quadratic to <laughs> x squared minus 1 is 0. Yeah. Um, when, like, I ask a simple question in that scenario, or I do something, like, just to 100% make sure, make sure, like, people a lot of times will be like, oh, you didn't need to do that, like, that was such a waste of time. And it's like, I mean, it takes not that much time, and, like, I don't know how I'm going to change your mind that that's, like, not really an issue in the grand scheme of things. So, that's how I would see it. That it's, like, it's it's more of a, like, broad concept. It's not a very, like, controversial idea that I'm wasting two seconds to ask a very obvious question. And I think that's where it might be an issue to try and change someone's mind that it was kind of necessary to ask that question. Mm-hmm. The master said... The Jinzu's stance towards the world is this. There is nothing he insists on, nothing he refuses, he simply aligns himself beside right. And I think sometimes we're too quick to align ourselves behind what we want to be correct, rather than the world's own truth. Okay. That makes sense. Would you agree with that, Typhon? Um, yes. Um, okay, very, very in, in thought. You know, I, I, was, I was thinking that I should come up with, you know, a nice quote to add into this conversation. Um, but, so you're looking up yeah, quotes have, on Google Images. Yeah, this yep, is very interesting. Yep, yep. I, I've, arrived, I've arrived at some good quotes here. Um, people change for two main reasons. Their minds have, okay, grammar, check on this one, been opened or their hearts have been broken. You know... That seems like a really <laughs> cheesy the, that's quote the, one bias. That's the first ones on Google Images. We're yep, going yep. to make that clear. Yeah. Um, if what? you never change your mind, why have one? Now, there by Edward Debono. Who is that? I don't know, but that's a good that's a good <laughs> quote. Um, I, I I agree with that. If you don't if you don't ever keep your mind open to changing it to different things, then what's the point of having one? Because otherwise, you're just living the same thing over and over. And a good quote related to that that I actually know by Ralph Waldo Emerson is, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I've used it with Matt several times. I think yes, that the only me, reason so. you use that so much is because you just love saying hobgoblin. That's that is, true. That is at least 30% Do you remember how to say hobgoblin in Spanish? We totally learned that in the I last year. I did not learn that last Yeah, we did. Valez was like... You don't remember that? She totally told us because I don't think saying, hobgoblin is a word that I know Inano is dwarf, but I don't know if that's sort of the creature dwarf or just a, a really small Hobgoblin. Person. Okay, we're getting a little away from this. Duende. Duende. Oh, yes. Okay. Now, let's reverse translate that. <laughs> okay. So, we're getting a little away from this, but I'm very uh, glad that De- both Declan and Matt joined me today. Did you guys uh, have any ending statements? 
Duende means elf. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Matt, any final statements? Well, I'd like to quote Confucius again. If okay, that's, okay. That's, that's fine. Uh, because I, I do actually think this is... Um, I would recommend particularly section four of the entire... I found a better one. <laughs> Let me speak, please, good sir. Okay. Guys, we need to finish this up. What do you I, have to I, say, I, Matt? I um, honestly, I would say that... I would quote back to Confucius again and say that rarely has anyone missed the mark through self-constraint. And when it... I think this boils down to the fact that it... it if one is to change, then one must be willing to change. And one must also be willing to accept that while certainly not all change is good, not all change is bad either. And it is it is the duty of the self to open one's mind. Very inspiring final words. Thank you very uh, again, much, good sir. Th- thank you guys for joining me. And uh, thank you. this has been another great installment of Logically I Hate. All right. Thank you.